Hello, hello, and welcome to Coffee Stain EDU Podcast. This is your host, Geneva Rodriguez, and we are coming to you with episode 26, how to connect with your middle school and high school students. We have a special guest speaker here, which is my very good friend, Matthew Donahue. He is an actually, he's actually an high school educator. We're going to get into his introduction in a minute, but I'm going to start with what I usually say. This podcast is not edited. I record and I submit as is because I want to be authentic. I want to be real on all I want to be myself. And I feel like people um, really appreciate that when they just get me for who I am and they get all the jibber jabber and whatever, right? Because I'm not perfect. I'm human. And I only speak from my truth, my experience and from people that I've um, gained knowledge from, I guess, yeah. or whatever. So um, yeah, so what you get now is what you get. So I told him to be on his best behavior. So we'll see how that goes. No cursing. I'm not allowed to hit on No cursing. Not allowed to to freaking fr- um, flirt or whatever. Can't do anything. So anyway, so yeah. our pot, uh, the video, not the video, you can't can even talk right now. Our website is coffeestains.org. My Instagram is coffeestain underscore edu. You can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. So me and my good friend, Mateo, was out today and we were being tourists in Brooklyn and we started talking about our podcast. I have a podcast. He has a podcast and he's going to talk a little bit about his podcast too, because I'll use this platform as a way for you to promote that. Um, and hopefully I'll be a guest on his podcast um, if he feels that I am worthy of it. We'll see how today goes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, so we started talking about different topics and I, you know, I felt that it would be very, you know, and very important for him to come onto the podcast and talk about his experience with school because he is um, experienced with working with middle school as well as high school, right? More high school, more, uh, high, more school. high school level. My experience is with D75, as you guys are aware of, and then I am an elementary assistant principal. And I felt it was important because I want to meet the needs of all my listeners. And I do feel that it, it would be nice to get a perspective from a male educator as well as a high school educator. So I have a few questions that I want to ask him. And I hope that this um, will be information that you can take into your practices or you can share with someone else. But again, I love to gibber, I love to talk, 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 talk. So I'll try to get straight to it, Stuart. Um, I try to keep my episodes 25 minutes or less because I know we're all busy. We love yeah. we we live in New York City and um, we have a lot going on. So the goal is to keep this episode 25 minutes or less, but it goes if it goes over, I'm sorry. Sorry, but it's necessary. So we're going to go into Mateo introducing himself and talking about his journey as a educator. And then we'll go into some of the questions that I have for you. So go yes. ahead. So I, I've been an educator. Um, while well, I worked for New York City Department of Ed for 12 years. Um, prior to that, I worked in the Bronx at a, a GED center, helping um, people get their GED. And before that, I worked with um, incarcerated youth. Um, well, an alternative to incarcerated youth. So, you know, 18, Is 19, that 20. What? That was outside of those oh, two guys outside of district. So, I, I mean, I say all that to say since I've been like 18, 19 years old, I've okay. been involved with educating youth in um, New York City. Okay. And um, this past year, I got hired um, in Long Island. Um, so, I, I left the city. But I have worked. Um, I know I miss. I do miss the city a lot. Sometimes I regret it. I miss my students a lot. Um, I miss the culture. Ain't nothing city. like New York City. I um, tell you. No, nothing at all. Nothing at all like New York City. So what? Wait, what was the question? Talk about your journey. <laughs> oh, so my journey. So I started off teaching um, 
in uh, my first four years was District 79 in um in juvenile jail bronx hope um pastors academy in the bronx and then i worked for uh three or four years at uh it was a high school called new directions in the bronx and that was for overage um students so we had a lot of a lot of students from the dominican republic you know a lot of students who dropped out and re-enrolled so i was teaching middle school classes and the middle school curriculum but my students were 16 17 okay. But were they, um, were they getting their high school diploma or were they getting like a GED? They were working. So they were working towards their high school diploma, but okay. also because we had like a special, we felt somewhere special where like we were able to like kind of give them extra credits and extra right, classes right, right. and try to accelerate okay. their, their graduation. Hmm. Um, and then from there, I went to, you know, three years at a traditional school um, in Queens. Queens in Ozone Park. Um, and now this is my first year in, in Riverhead. Okay, but tell me a little bit more about Queens. You just jumped right over that. That was three So Riverhead, I, I mean, in uh, Queens, I'm sorry. <laughs> Queens, Ozone Park. Um, I absolutely loved my staff. I loved my coworkers. They were like the greatest people what um, grades did you in the world. I taught ninth and 12th grade. Um, okay. You know, then then my last three years, I just, my first year I taught ninth and 12th. Then I okay. taught just 12th the last three years. Okay. okay. Um, and it was phenomenal. Okay. So you've always been in education. Have you done any other careers outside of that? Is yeah. there something else that you do now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that. I'm actually, um, I'm a life coach as well. Um, you know, okay. it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful job. It's something mm -hmm. I really, really love doing and I'm passionate about. Um, and I try to take a lot of those, the things I teach my clients and I try to teach it to my students. Nice. Okay. Well, that's my fail. And we're going to jump right into Let's the topic. It. So the topic, again, is how to connect with your middle school and high school students. I said middle school because um, I feel like there are certain things, strategies and tips that we can use that we are using in high school that we can apply to middle school as well. Okay. Um, again, like I said, I don't edit this. I'm going as I, you know, I'm just going with the flow. That topic, that title might change a little bit as we end the episode, but whatever. So... It happens. Yeah, like I've recorded before and I'm just like, oh, I don't like the title that I gave. So I give something else. It's fine. Goes. Again, people appreciate the honesty, the realness, just the um, just me being authentic and how I do things. They I think they make better connections like that. Because again, like I don't want to pretend to be it. perfect. You're Even pretty close. Some people think I am. Yeah, I, 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 he is pretty close. <laughs> oh, here we go. All right, let's focus. So um we have three points that we discussed yes. and that we're going to cover okay so the first point um that Mateo said was don't take yourself too seriously learn to laugh at yourself and relate to students on their level by being real number two was show that you care about your students by going the extra mile and getting to know them and you guys know that if you've been listening to my um, podcast I talk about a lot about relationships and building those relationships not only with students but with staff and with parents so I love that he mentioned that as um, point number two, because relationships is very important when you're in the educational system. And number three was being relevant by making connections, okay? And he's going to talk about how he used real-life situations, music, sports in his lessons and his approach to engaging students in the classroom, which I'm really excited about. And then, like you guys know, we're going to end the episode with a challenge for all the listeners, okay? I love that you ended the challenge. I know. I'm going to steal that. I'm going to start putting that Don't in my pocket. 
Um, I think all right, because I, I want my listeners to get something out of every episode. You listen, you're busy, whatever, but I challenge you because I want I want you to be held, I want you to be held accountable, right? That's the only way we're going to grow, right? Yeah. That's the only way we're gonna grow is that if we're listening, we're learning, we're reading stuff, how are we applying it to our real life, right? So I love um to challenge my listeners to apply something that I've I've uh, mentioned in one of my in my episodes to their real life. But anyways. Let's dive into number one. What do you mean about taking yourself? Um, don't take yourself too serious. And how do you learn to laugh and relate to your students on their level by being real? So there's a lot of ways, right? Like, first of all, um, just to give you a little bit about my background. Um, majority of elementary school and parts of middle school, um, I was in special ed classes. Um, I took speech classes until like eighth or ninth grade. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say special ed class, it wasn't like where they mixed kids together. You know, it was like, you know, I used to have to switch elementary schools every year. So for my oh, first okay. four years, I switched schools because right, right, right. not everybody would have those, um, not ICT, the, um, those special the special, yeah, the special yeah. classes, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, I always thought I was the genius. So I grew up thinking I'm a genius because I'm smarter than all my classmates. <laughs> and then I got I got transferred to like a general ed and I realized you know, I'm not I'm not that smart. You know, I went from like yeah. the top of my class to the bottom um, really fast. Um, you know, so I say all that to say, like, I grew up kind of like I wasn't I wasn't like academically smart. You know what I'm saying? I was I was never like one of those goody two shoes. You know, right. I used to get Dean's list, um, not Dean's list. I yeah, used to like get sent to. I, you're on the Dean's no, list. No, not the God. Dean's list. I used to be on the Dean's Sent other list. List. I mean, Dean's Dean, yeah. Dean flat. Yeah, I was on the other yeah, Dean's yeah. list. Um, the not good ones. So, you know, I and I, I think that's like that's part of what makes me a special educator because mm -hmm. I, I come I, and I'm not. I'm not saying I'm the only one. I know a lot of my friends are also screw ups when they were growing up. And, right. and now I think a lot of times we're the ones that connect really well with the students okay. because. Um, yeah, I see where they're coming from. I'm like, I was like, I was like this too one day, you know, right. like right. I struggled through school, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to, you know, I, I'm not going to say stuff I have to do to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Like we had, we had our systems, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my boy Christian. The only reason I passed uh, my, my regents and uh -huh. whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I had my sister, so I, I recognize what it's like to struggle. So, okay. um, and I also have, like I said, um, part of my growing up I had ADHD uh -huh. which was undiagnosed my mom didn't think like ADHD doesn't exist in Puerto Rico right. you know what I'm saying so if it doesn't exist there it can't exist here um you know what I'm saying so I remember telling my mom like I, I think I have ADHD right. like I can't keep up I can't right. pay attention she's like no you don't have it right um you so know? is that how you related to your students by being real by realizing your own experiences in the educational system and applying that to when you were a teacher so give me an example. Yeah. So like when I see teach when I see kids struggling, I know right. it's like to struggle. You know what I'm saying? There you go. And I and I'm okay. also very transparent. Like I'll share that. I'll share my background with my students. Like I'll tell them. Good. I'm like, yeah. I grew up in speech class. I grew right. up in special ed. I right. grew up struggling. Which is very important for kids at that age level, right? Because in elementary, is all right. You're told that you have to listen to the adult. You have to yeah. do that, whatever. But when you get to that middle school, you're going through those different changes in your life. You're going through those hormonal changes. Um, you get to high school, you're kind of trying to figure out yourself. You're trying to find a place in life. So then you have these adults trying to tell you, all right, you got to do X, Y, and Z. Nah, like I'm not with it. Like you're you're have you have the defiance in you, right? Those are those the stage that you're in at that moment. So 
when you have an educator that you can connect to, right? It's a male educator or, or educator of color or whatever. And they're making a connection with you like, hey, like I've been there, I've struggled or I've walked this path, but or whatever, whatever, right? Like that helps you make those connections yeah. with the kids and, they, and it helps them see you as a real person. Absolutely. Not as this person that is like on this pedestal, right? We always tend to see teachers, even us as when we were in classes, we always saw our teachers as, they're on this pedestal. They're perfect. They don't make mistakes. But when you are in a high school level or middle school level, you make those connections with the kids. It makes you real. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I let them know, like, I do have ADHD. I I tried medicine and I, I did not like the way it made me feel at all. Right, you right. know, so there's systems I put in place to help me cope. But right. sometimes I still mess up. Like, I'll forget to post the assignment on Google Classroom and I'll be nice. like, oh, go, go do the assignment on the, on the class. And the kids be like, right. oh, you didn't post anything. Like, oh, there's that ADHD again. And you know what I'm saying? So I make fun of myself in front of my students. So so I think he needs to listen to the episode that's talking about being an organized yeah, educator, right? Yeah, like, they, I mean, it's happened. Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but there's been times I've lost kids, like, reports. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right. you know, but I make I make fun of myself. So instead of being like, oh, you know, I I got I lost. Like, you like know, your preference, like, right? Yeah, like I messed up. I lost. To, like, portray this image of being perfect right like they don't make mistakes that they're in this role and they're here to guide you or lead you and they don't make mistakes and that's not realistic especially with middle school and high school they need to see you as a human they need to see you as a person right so my question for you would be because you're talking about like you being real you making fun of yourself you making mistakes and again you have to be prepared you have to be professional right so you forgetting to upload a grade right like that sounds so professional, right? It's like, not professional. It's not professional, right? So my question for you would, how can you be real with your students, but also maintain a level of professionalism? So I think even that's like a life lesson, right? Like, yeah. like I'm not perfect. Like, I, I forget stuff. So like, you forget right. stuff, I forget stuff, Absolutely. you know? Right. The only thing is, as long as we're trying to work on ourselves and we're right. trying to put systems in place. Right. So, you know, sometimes like I'll do something and, and there's been almost like the students will like clap for me. Oh, you remember Mr. D and like they'll... <laughs> they're like celebrate you know what i'm saying right. and i think i think that kind of goes to like another kind of just segue a little bit you know okay. just don't not take myself serious right. you know what i'm saying like right. sometimes a kid will crack a joke right. and i think one of the worst things you could do as a teacher if somebody cracks a joke right. on you to get like defensive and angry Absolutely. because then that, that's just the green light where they're going to roast you Absolutely. for the rest of this school not, not the week the year they're going to they're gonna keep going and going because even in elementary they're already roasting like we've heard that term in, in elementary what are you talking about roasting like are we roasting each other blah 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 whatever. yeah no right but also you know realizing that in a middle school or high school level, you make that mistake, right? And also showing that, yes, you can make a mistake and you could be human, but also holding yourself accountable and also showing them that there's consequences for that, right? Because they can apply that to their life. If you forget an assignment or you forget to do a test, you forget to upload something, whatever, like if it's on classroom, Google Classroom or whatever, or you forget to study for a test, there's consequences. There are consequences. Right. So like while you can laugh about it and say, hey, hey, okay, ha ha, I'm human. I make mistakes. And your kids can say you make mistakes and they see that. But also that can be a lesson that you can uh, you can teach your students and teach yourself that we're going to be held accountable for our actions and the lack of. So that also teaches them a level of maturity and professionalism. Do you agree? A hundred percent. And I, I, I had... Last year, my last year in Queens, yeah. right? So I, I realized I had these issues. I'm trying to, you know, be more organized and whatever. So I had 
shout out to like my girl Killer Carol. You know what I'm saying? Killer Carol. I don't know you, but shout um, out. <laughs> Killer Carol was one of the great. She gave me like on Father's Day, she gave me such a beautiful card and she made me cry. Um, you know, she she just got a special place. So what she used to do each month, mm-hmm. she used to have me fill out my calendar. Like she color coded my calendar on my yeah. desk for me. Like I felt like I was my little secretary. And I'm like, yo, thank God right. Killer Carol like held me down. So Killer Carol, <laughs> thank you because you have an, a very valuable skill that's going to help you in the real world. Yeah. And you also taught someone that needs to get his shit together. <laughs> How That was one of the little girls. Um, get his stuff together so that's that's a very valuable skill that you have so good but i want to keep going on because we have two more points so before to go. we go on really quickly i'm okay. sorry so with uh with the uh, um i got like a little like we got a little what it's whatever don't worry about it i don't want i don't want to go blame you know what i'm saying but you know part part two of the the not taking yourself seriously like when they make fun of you is something i started doing which might be controversial but like I roast them back. You know what I'm saying? So they talk trash to me. Like right. I talk trash back. And right. and then like it depends on the level they, they went to where like yes. I, I mean yeah. I, I've I've talked about their moms before. Oh like, my God. <laughs> yo, so there's a fine line. No, but that, that's post. too far. But there's a fine but line. I say that to say like the relationships I built with them makes that okay where they 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 just laugh. Oh, yes. you know, okay, like, but I wouldn't yes. do that to like un- Right, September so, like yeah. 9th, the first day of school. I'm not talking, but because you're you haven't built those no, but by that point, like right. they're gonna roast me. They know right. I'm gonna talk like so that shows that you've you've built those relationships, which goes into the next topic, right? About showing that you care about your students, you're going the extra mile to get to know them, right? So, like he just said, you're not gonna do that the first week of school. You're you're gonna be very mindful of that, and you're gonna get a feel of your students and get to learn your students before you start roasting them. They roast you, right? Because it takes a level of comfort for them to feel comfortable with roasting you and saying certain things about you because they're not sure is he gonna be okay with this? Is he gonna take it or whatever? And also, you knowing your students and knowing, okay. Tamika can get that. Robert is not going to get that. Jessica's probably going to get that, right? Like, so it takes. Jessica like, might snitch. You know what I'm saying? Jessica she, might snitch on you. Robert so, might be cool with that because he might come at you. And Tamika might be like, oh, whatever, right? So, like, it's all about, like you said, getting to know your students. So, that goes into <coughs> showing um, you care about your students by going the extra mile. That's point two that Mateo mentioned. And um, my question for you would be, give an example of when you went the extra mile for a student and how did that help them succeed? So there's a lot of different ways, right? Um, and it's kind of like uncomfortable because I, I, <laughs> I mean this in a super humble way, right? But I've done like so many amazing things to my students okay. <laughs> where like I feel uncomfortable like bragging about it. Like I don't, I don't want it to be a bragging thing, yeah. but some of the examples... Okay. You know, one well, share extra miles. So one time I had a student um who I was I already had a good relationship with, you know what I'm saying? And he had I had overheard a conversation that he had, how you know his parents or his family, like nobody did anything for his birthday and how sad he was. You know what I'm saying? So I went out and I and he was he was on the basketball team. So I I went out and got him like a basketball related gift. Um and I brought a cake in and I invited like his like all his little homeboys to come over and um the other kids from the basketball team and we cut we cut the cake from, we had like right. our own little party. And like what that turned into, yeah. um, I know like in, in, in elementary schools, it's kind of like normal. Yeah, but, we get but, cakes. We yeah, get in cream. high school, so what, it's, what, what happened, yeah. so the school I was at had about 100 kids in graduating class. And I taught um, all, so all the kids in uh-huh. like I would teach yeah. like on that particular grade. Right. So I taught all about 100 kids. Right. Um, and 
each so in the whole school is like 400 mm-hmm. super small school so each month you know it's so like october you know me and my co-teacher miss miss forrester shout out to robin forrester one of my one, <laughs> i i love robin like a little you sister listen to this since you shot her um, <laughs> she's she's such she was such you know an amazing person to work with um we had such connection in the, our philosophy was the same in education which mm-hmm. worked out perfectly um okay you know, so once once a month, like so in October, in the middle of October, we'd have all the October birthdays. Nice. And we buy like a big cake from Costco, right. which which only really cost thirty dollars. Right. You know what I'm saying? And maybe one or two but other it, teachers it, would chip in. It, and, that was the extra mile. And that's it. That and then we cut it up and, and all the seniors right. that that wanted to come would come right. and we'd have balloons and during right. that lunch period and you know, something really special right. like that. Um, so can you tie that into how did that help students succeed? Why do you think that is such a big important part of students succeeding as your your student right so like, i think why do you think what's where's the connection the connection is, is like an indirect connection i think because um students always want to do better um and students always perform better and students feel more um mm. motivated mm. when they're with a teacher they really like mm. or that they feel That's this, this teacher really cares That's about facts. me uh he goes above and beyond for me right. you know he loves he loves us right um he treats us like you know we're family so once they feel that connection they're going to show up and they're going to be ready to to learn and participate i don't have the data for that but that's true and that's proof like i've heard that in my teaching fellows program i heard that in my leadership program and i constantly hear that when i go to pds right now as a school leader students don't learn from people they don't like okay um and i'm like i'm drawing a blank with the woman that said that she passed away may you know she rest in peace but oh my god what's her name um yeah she was a big deal she had like a whole ted talk or whatever i'm sure i'm gonna remember it in a minute or whatever but she said students don't learn from people they do not like that's it it doesn't matter how real, good pedagogy is matter, right like you could be perfect on a resume you could be perfect when it comes to your your what you you bring to the table, but if you ain't making that connection, you're not building those relationship with the students. You could toss that out the window. It's basura, okay? Trash. I love that. Right, basura. That's angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that is true. So that's you know going the extra mile, and and I love how you mentioned that in in elementary. That's a natural thing. Buying cake, having parents come up with this, this and that. Teachers throwing that. In middle school and high school, you don't get that. And think about the kids at home. You think they get that from their parents? Probably not. not and depending on what demographics you teach, right? What community you work in, these kids might not ever get a birthday cake. They might not ever get a happy birthday. They might not ever get any recognition for that. But you going that for you, it might not, it might be a simple, oh, I'm just getting a cake, I'm saying happy birthday, right? But for them, that that was such a big deal. Fifteen dollars. That is fifteen dollars is a life changing situation, right? Like a decision that he made, and but fifteen dollars made such a change for that student, and he forever is going to look at you as this person that made such a change in his life. And and just to tackle before you, I know you want to get to the third yes. point pretty soon. So I, I, um, I think we're going over twenty five. No, but you know what? It might be. I I love to hear myself voice. I love to hear my own voice. Um, what's up? Yeah. Hashtag um the yeah, salt in the coach. And I feel talk about it during Yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to steal your shine, you know what I'm, I'm saying? But because pe- it's there no matter what. Um yeah, you know, so my podcast was all a dream, and that was inspired by Biggie. You know, um, you know, it really was all a dream. The way I am right now, the confidence I've gained, mm-hmm. and you know, the way I see life, you know, I right. never dreamed, you know, right. two or three years ago. And that's something we could talk about. Maybe I'll be back in the podcast, Maybe. you know. 
you know what I'm saying? It's not but, good behavior. Yeah, but that, you know what I'm saying? So I think the way I am right now, I never right. dreamed of this. So it was all right. a dream to be like this. Um, right. You know, it's really cool. So check me out on IG, The Salty and Lit Coach. On YouTube, look us up. Um, it was all a dream with the Odd Squad. Um, but just to tack on to, to this point, um, and again, I it's uncomfortable talking about it because I hate to feel like I'm bragging. You know what I'm saying? Even the Bible says when you, you give with your right, don't let your left hand know what you're giving. No, you know right, what I'm saying? So right. um, I say this in, in the most humble way possible, but like I would go to students um, uh, kind of like extracurricular activities, like outside of school, you know, like mm -hmm. um, first of all, I was involved, you know, with the basketball program. So I go right. to all the basketball games and just so traveling around, you know, Queens and Brooklyn, you know, with a group of kids. And sometimes afterwards, yeah. like four or five of them, I knew came from you know, bad situations, you know what I'm saying? So we'd yeah. be walking back to school. I'm like, yo, let's stop it, you know, Popeye. So let's stop it. Yeah. You know, um, that pizza, what's the $5 pizza place? Um, Little, Caesars. Little Caesars, you know what I'm saying? I, and, and so again, this, this has cost me like five, $10. And, but, but to these kids, different. you know what I'm saying? So now these kids are graduated. Um, all the kids I taught last year, yeah. which I had, I, I had the honor of being with the same you know group of kids, yeah. you know, through their the whole high school career. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? They still hit me up. You know, there's, there's one game. Um, So during our lunch breaks, you know, I would invite the kids up and, you know, maybe five or six of us would play dominoes. Right. And one, you know, there's two two people that graduated and now we still play dominoes every day, like on our phones. You know right. what I'm saying? So we keep in touch. And then right. there's like and five or six other kids. About, well, that's going to be the challenge later, right? Like yeah. How they can um, make those connections with students. But I love how you brought that up here. Like going the extra mile, and for you it might not be an extra mile, but for those kids it might. It, it means it everything. Looks like that, right? So doing going showing up for them because they don't. Up, some right? people don't showing have anybody showing up. up. They have Just parents. You you know you got to be mindful of the community that you serve, and you got to be mindful of the parents or the lack of parents and the caregivers and what they can do for these kids, right? And if you can be that supplement, or you can be that person that can show up for them do it because they go such a long way and they might not have a parent that can show up at a basketball game or a parent that can show up at parent teachers conference or a parent that can show up just to show up and you can be that teacher and you can make that difference in there, their life there's been kids who said who've said you're the first person that told me like they love me you're the first right. person who told me they're proud right. of me you know you're the first person who i felt right. above and beyond for me um and obviously that makes me feel good. Like right, I did something right. great, but then it, it also makes me empathize. It's like, so sad. Where are they coming from that, that this kid is 17 years old and nobody right. said, I love you, I'm proud of you, you or you're a good kid. Understand the community you serve and what they get and what they don't get. And that's all about building those connections with your students on an individual level, right? And I spoke about that on in episode 25. Well, you weren't there. But episode 25 talks about meeting your students where they are and building those connections and using surveys to try to get to know your students because that's going to help you make those connections with them. And if you're on a middle school level and a high school level, that's going to help you on another level, like Mateo's just saying right now, like you can do those little things that might be $5 for you or $15 for you, but that's going to make, make such a life, life difference, a change, a change for those students. Let's go into um, point number three, because we're going way over our time because he likes to talk. So I do have a nice you horse, want though. to be, no. So you <laughs> want to be relevant um, with your students and to your students by making connections to them. And this is very, I mean, this is, this is important on any level that you teach at whether it's pre if it's at a daycare center if it's at an elementary level it's middle school high school if it's a ged program wherever you at 
you want to make connections and you want to be relevant to um, what's going around, um, going on in that child's life. And I wanted to ask you, give me an example of when you made a connection or how have you made a connection um, in your lessons? All right. So first of all, it was a lot easier when I first started teaching because my students had the same taste like in music as I did. You know what I'm saying? So we listened to like the same type type of music. Like what? Like they knew who Biggie was. They knew about Nas and Big right, Pun. Right, you know right. I'm saying now these kids are talking about little whoever. I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like now the disconnect has grown in music. You know what I'm saying? But um, a lot of them still recognize like Biggie, obviously is a legend. You know, we thank God. You know, I saw a statue today. I was so happy. You know what I'm saying? So when I teach um, uh, poetry, right, or teaching figurative language, right. we listen to Who Shot You. Um, and I, I get like a little edited version right. and I print out the lyrics yeah. and then, you know, like the imagery and the, the everything in there, like, mm -hmm. you know, um, your heartbeat sounds like Sasquatch feet, mm. thundering, shaking the concrete, you know what I'm saying? Um, so you could break that down. That was actually on the statue today. That's, your heartbeat was like, really? Yeah, I didn't know. That. I didn't, I didn't notice yeah. that. Um, you know, so then we just break down, like shaking the concrete that the, well, that's a hyperbole, you know what I'm saying? Like. I can hear you. I so can hear the sweat so skills within, within hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can hear the sweat trickling down your, your cheek. And I'm like, yo, you can never hear that. That's like, a, that just shows how scared this person is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the imagery and the everything in that, I think it's the first verse is so beautiful to yeah. teach um, in poetry. And, um, you know, this past year we're doing like criminal justice unit. And, um, you know, it was, it was like a, uh, it was about OJ Simpson. And a lot of people, um, a lot of the students couldn't really like relate to OJ Simpson. Like even for us, like, right. you know, I'm, I'm I'm about to be 40 this year. You know what I'm saying? So OJ, I don't even really remember him playing. Right. But I remember the references to him. I remember him from Naked Gun and, yeah. you know, he was in commercials and movies. So right. like I knew who he was. But to get these kids excited about OJ Simpson, even the kids who like sports didn't really have like a frame of reference right. for OJ Simpson. Um, and I couldn't get them into it. I'm trying to think of the connection. Then I realized we're watching the, this documentary yeah. and I saw um, Robert Kardashian. And I remember, then I remember like, oh, you know, I paused the video and I'm like, yo, you know who this man is right here? I pointed to him, and they're like, nah. And I'm like, yo, that's um, Robert Kardashian. And they're like, who's Robert Kardashian? I'm like, that's Kim. That's Kim's dad. That's Chloe's dad. Wow. That's Courtney's dad. Yeah. Um, and once I said that, and, and I, I didn't think like, I, I don't know how relevant, re, like relevant, you know, yeah. the Kardashians are, you know. So I thought maybe like 30, 40, 50 percent might get it. And like after I said it, 95 percent of the class was like, oh, my God, that's Kim's dad. And and then all of a sudden they got into the O.J. Yeah. Simpson stuff. You know what I'm saying? So we're reading like a Shakespeare, Shakespeare poem. And I connected it to um yeah. to you. You know, I know, you know, um you on Netflix. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like how how Joe's like, that show. you know, yeah. killing, killing people he loved it. <laughs> So we're able to make once I once you make those connections and and something else I was telling her um earlier today about you know my interview for um the school I'm currently at like I related um you know sign I believe it's signed at one sixteen signed at one sixteen by um William Shakespeare my man Billy Shakes uh <laughs> you know and he's talking about like how ugly his wife is you know she's so ugly like I hear a voice and it like hurts my ears and it's really like the whole poem he's like insulting her he's like but I still love her. You know what I'm saying? And, and like the, the main message, even though I think it was really like disgusting, was kind of like, um, 
is like, you know, inner beauty is more important than outer beauty, right? So then um, I played a song. It's like a Jamaican song. A lot of you probably heard it was like, if you want to be happy for the rest of your life, you got to make an ugly woman your wife. <laughs> and again, it, it sounds crazy, but the kids hear and like, yo, what did he just say? Right. And then, then they get really into it. You know, right. you can make those connections. So sometimes I feel like yeah. what makes me special as an educator, I think what can make anybody special right. is like just going outside the box and pushing that line like as far right. as it can go. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. just sometimes we got cross over yeah. the line. That might not be yeah. a great thing, but well, I mean, get close to the but line. I, I like how you said think outside the box because I feel like a lot of teachers are scared to do that and they play it safe. And they stick to what the curriculum says and what the lesson says. And they don't take the chance of making those connections with real life situations, right? You want students engaged. You want to pull students into the lesson. You want to help them better understand what you're teaching them. Make a connection to what's going on. Yeah. Like music, TV shows, right? Like those are perfect things to make connections to. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just try to find any pop culture reference and anything I connect it to and get them excited. Um, okay. You know, it's a beautiful, it is a beautiful, and what, I just want to finish with this, like not to be corny, but I think it's such like, it's a beautiful thing when you could actually like see a light bulb go off in a kid's head where a kid right. can't understand something and you could find something to right. make it like relevant or to make that connection. Right. And then you see, you could see the face they make when right. they when it clicks in the head, how it lights up. It right. really is like a light bulb and right. it's such a beautiful thing it to... is a beautiful thing because even as a even as a school leader now i mean i was in the classroom not that long ago and i used to always try to make connections to what was going on in that child's life and i made it i made it a priority to me that when i prepared a lesson i tried to make a connection to what those kids were experiencing in their daily lives because that draws them in and then like you said it it makes a light bulb go off in their yeah. head like oh snap i understand what she's saying i know what she's saying yeah i saw that in the bodega oh i saw that in my park or oh, i saw this or oh, i experienced that at home so that is definitely like as a as an administrator now when i go into classrooms when teachers make those connections and especially in the school that i work at we we serve such a diverse community so when teachers are going above and beyond to make connections and to learn those students' communities and cultures and traditions, and they bring that into the classroom, like you just said, it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah, It's such a beautiful thing, and, and it brings us, well, I know it brings me as a leader so much joy to know that teachers are going above and beyond and showing an interest in that child's upbringing and bringing that in and tying it into education. Absolutely. Like, that's beautiful. So, um. I think we're going to wrap it up there. I think that was really good. The three points that we, we, um, we covered, like we said, don't take Don't take yourself too, too serious and making connections and related to students on their level. Um, we talked about how you can show you care about your students about going above and beyond. I mean, how you can go above and beyond for your students. We also spoke about how you could be relevant and make connections with your students in the classroom. And we're going to end this episode how we end all episodes. And we're going to talk about a challenge. So Mateo's going to end the episode with a challenge. And then I'm going to do my little wrapping up. And we're going to end the episode. I feel like Mariana Rivera closing out, <laughs> closing it out. There's a, of, there's a lot of pressure right now. But uh, the challenge I want to give you guys is just, you know, um, try to spend maybe like one of your lunch periods a month 
um, at minimum. I mean, if you if you feel obligated to do more, or you feel inspired to do more. Inspired, um, I like that. You know, um, you could do more, obviously, but maybe one lunch period a month. Uh, you know, do something with some of your students like that. You know, it could be like I I used to play. You know, two or three days a week on my lunch break, I play uh, dominoes with my wow. students, or I play spit. Um, when I was in jail, we used to play palace, which unfortunately it's only like a, it's it's really like he wasn't in jail. He took. <laughs> He I taught in jail. in jail, right? Let's but, just clarify. Yeah, that. I just want to clarify. Only, <laughs> only students, only people who were in jail know the game Palace. You know what I'm saying? Is. Palace okay. is the dopest card game ever. Okay. Um, Focus but, on the challenge. Okay, the challenge. So I I'm coming you. back. I challenge you to give up one lunch period a month where you're engaging with your students, whether, you know, it could be cards, it could be dominoes. Um, it could be something else. Like maybe if you put like a Google survey, something like, your students want to do or, right. or they like to do right. um, and just spend like one, one day a month. That's all it takes. 45 minutes of your life. Um, it's going to make such a big difference. I feel like you, the students are going to know oh, he's giving up his, all his free time to spend right. time with, or she's, right. I said, he, I, I sexist, he slash she, he or she, um, yeah. he or, she or they um, spending time, right. um, their free time with, with me. And that's just going to make them feel special. Right. I love that challenge. Thank you for challenging my listeners to do to do that. Just and, for the record, um, I came up with three different challenges that she shut down. So that <laughs> it, I, it took a lot of work to so, come up with that challenge. Let me two tell you why before we wrap this up, because we already went way over our time. Because I, like I always say in every episode, I try to cater to all my listeners, right? I don't want to have just one. I don't want to have a challenges caters to a one audience, right? So I, you know, I had to prepare him for this challenge and I needed him to be prepared and have a challenge ready for all listeners. She was very thorough. Um, not only middle school, high school, but also um, if you work in the city, if you work in the suburbs, um, suburbs, 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 there you go. if you work wherever, this challenge should be able to, you should yeah. be able to apply, Anybody can do right? this challenge. And um, like he said, it, it might not be cards that your kids want to play. It might not be games that your kids want to play. So episode 25, sorry, no. Yeah, episode 25 mentions how you should survey your students. And that survey can also be a tool you use for this, a way you connect with your students. Absolutely. So you might want to find, you might want to add in that survey when you survey your students in the first couple of weeks of school, what are some activities, your preferred activities? What do you like to do? You like to read? Do you like to write? Do you like to dance? Do you like to listen to music? Do you like to draw? Right? There's a lot of ways you can connect with your students. And while that, while playing cards and dominoes and games might have worked for Mateo, that might not work for your kids. This is why I had him tweak the challenge so that it caters to all listeners because that is my goal. But anyways... I'm going to wrap up episode 26 right now of how to connect with your high school and middle school students. This is Geneva Rodriguez, your host of Coffee State EDU podcast. We had Mateo as a guest speaker here. And I want to thank you for your time and your knowledge and your expertise in this topic. I feel like it was very helpful. And I feel that he provided a lot of tips and advice on how you can move forward in providing um, 
I'm not in providing and I'm connecting with your students. So I hope you're able to take this into the next school year and challenge yourself to connect with your students on a deeper and meaningful level. And again, you can find us on Instagram, which is coffee stain underscore edu podcast. I'm sorry, coffee stain underscore edu. And I am the, the, the salty and lit coach. Salty on IG and if you guys want to check out my podcast which mm. we're going to get Geneva on right after this episode is done filming <laughs> is called uh, It Was All a Dream with the Odd Squad yes and our website is um, www.coffeestains.org and thank you for joining us again if you have any feedback any suggestions on, um, suggestions on episodes you can reach out to me at Geneva Rodriguez 30 at gmail.com and AP Rodriguez, thank you it's- for having me. I had a great time, guys. Thank you for listening. Bye. Some blessings. <laughs>